Hi, I'm Josh. And I'm Ethan. And this is The Young Perspective. So today we're talking about the elections. I know it's been a while since the elections was the top news, since it was top of CNN or ABC, whatever you're listening to. Um, With the coronavirus right now, we know it's at the top of the news. It's definitely not the election. So we have other things on our mind. But it's kind of interesting to see how the coronavirus has affected the elections and uh, what's going to happen in the the next couple of months with the election of a new new president. Right. So... Uh, at first thought, we, we, I really thought, and I think same thing with Josh, is that the coronavirus uh, definitely is a negative aspect for Trump and a huge uh, benefit for Biden in the sense of the election. Um, but then when I actually looked at the numbers, um, I saw that it's actually kind of not how it seems. So right now, uh, or actually, no, we'll go back to January. Uh, we'll go back to March 12th. March 12th, 2020, that was right before the the big spike in the coronavirus in the U.S. And Trump was at a 53.2% disapproval rating and he was at a 42.3% approval rating. And uh, now, today, Thursday, April 2nd, 2020, uh, Trump is at a 50% disapproval rating and a 45.7% approval rating. So his disapproval rating has gone down 3% and his approval rating has gone up about 3% since uh, March 12th, and which is kind of like crazy to me because that's when the coronavirus really hit big. And so even though uh, in my aspect, Trump has done a terrible job at containing the virus and, um, and doing a, uh, and preparing for the coronavirus uh, uh, pandemic outbreak in the U.S., he, he really pushed it back and said, it's OK, it's OK, even when it was not. He didn't listen to the experts. He just kept saying, oh, we don't have to worry about this. It's not a big effect to us um, until recently. He hasn't done a good job, uh, really an, even a job of of, of tackling this virus uh, to the most Americans, though. Um, he's he's actually they're OK with what he's done and he's had and his approval ratings have gone up. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, they call this the rally around effect. And it's an, a, a phenomenon which occurs during international crises or crisis says where um, a president or a leader of a country, their approval ratings will spike during an international crisis. So this happened after 9-11 for George Bush. This happened after the, the her, it happens after natural disasters as well. So it happened after Hurricane Katrina. It happens after all these emergencies. So after the Gulf War, it happened. So this, this is occurring for Trump. And I, all, I was with you, Ethan. I did not think Trump had a chance. Early, mid-March, I thought, how can Trump, who is treating the virus so bad, who's not doing well, um, reacting to it on a federal level, how can he rebound from this? How is he going to win? And I see his approving rate, approval ratings, and it's shocking. But, but it really shows how we as people think and look at, at a president and look at a leader. So when Trump is reporting about the coronavirus during his daily news briefings, during his uh, national, national briefings on live TV to the whole country, he's calm, he is, he is confident, and he, he acts like he knows what he's doing. And that's in a very, a very important part of what's going on, right? Trump's it, people think 
sound like Trump's, it sounds like Trump's confident that the coronavirus is going to stop. Even if he's not within, within his own mind, he sounds like it and people believe it. Right. And his supporters are riled up uh, against it and they believe that they believe him. So uh, it kind of brings me back to the idea that any publicity is good publicity. So when Trump gets on that national stage on uh, national live television um, and everyone's watching him and he's uh, seeming calm, he seems like he's doing something. Um, some voters uh, kind of believe what he's uh, BSing uh, and kind of just think, oh, well, he's doing something at least. He seems like he knows what he's doing, even though he's kind of lying or if he's not lying, he's not actually doing what. Oh, really what he should be doing. He's only doing a little bit. And what he is doing that's a little bit came much later than what he should have done. Not everyone uh, sees these things. And that's why I think uh, kind of any publicity is good publicity uh, because he's getting some of the other uh, of the votes that he uh, normally would have not have had. But it's interesting. Trump has the maximum amount of uh, support he can get in his approval in approval ratings from Republicans. There, he, there's just very little room in the Republican Party for him to get more support. Where the support has come is from the Democrats. Democrats are supporting him more than any time in his presidency, and I believe that it's not because they they like his policies. It's not because they like him as a president, but because but what a national emergency as an international crisis does to a country mm-hmm. and what it does to a person. So when there's I, an interna- when international crisis, you feel like, or not really you feel, but there's this national unity, which is created around, around the country. And when the national unity is created, people tend to rally behind their president. I really think that um, during this time, probably some of the some Americans are realizing that, um, who they, who they really wouldn't have liked Trump right uh, before the virus. They're now thinking that not liking a president is the least of my worries. Trump is the least of my worries right now. My worries are keeping myself safe, keeping my job, making sure that America does not um, uh, all die because of coronavirus. They're, that, that's what's there on their minds right now. In a national emergency, that's what they're thinking about. They're not thinking about all the other stuff that the president has done or are doing. And so that's really, uh, I think, that's helping Trump. But I think this is this is good for the country as, overall. Whether or not you like Trump, I think during a time of crisis that his approval ratings have gone up is a good thing because it increases national unity and it decreases the polarization between the parties. So when more Democrats are content with Trump, they, they stop hating him as much during a time an international crisis. They stop hating as much. We become closer as a country. Our politicians become closer. They stop fighting. They stop this a ridiculous political um, polarization, which let's split the country. We come together. And when we come together, more can get done to, to fix the problem, to save people's lives, to, to stop people getting coronavirus and hopefully not dying from it. Right. While uh, unifying around Trump may not be the way to solve the coronavirus, um, definitely unifying as a country uh, definitely will help stop the virus. Politicians need to come together, get past their differences, pass uh, the relief bill like they did. Um, and they need to, uh, and all of us right now need to, uh, and what they, we will put aside our differences and realize that this is a time that we all need to rely on each other to help stop this virus. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and we can talk about, I want to shift topics a little bit. I want to talk about how, 
it's going to affect the upcoming election. So the election is scheduled for November 2nd. It's a Tuesday, like usual. And when you have an election, it is scheduled and um, it is determined when this election is going to be before the 2016 election was decided, right? This is a date set in stone. It's very hard to change. And it brings up questions. If the coronavirus is still raging in a couple months in November, how can they have an election? How can they have millions upon millions of people go to voting booths? Um, but that also brings the question up, can they delay an election? And, and I looked into it a little bit, if they could delay an election. And the Constitution says, the 20th Amendment, that, the, that a presidency has to start January 20th and four years later, Exactly. It has to end January 20th. So a president cannot be a president uh, without being reelected for more than four years. So each term can it's very hard uh, in the Constitution to extend a term unless it's in some state of war or some other really, really bad situation. So it would be very hard for Trump to extend his term past January 20th, 2021. That's why it is very important that we do elect a new president, whether it's in uh, voting booths or maybe it's after January 20th, 2021. So what the, the Constitution says is that, um, here we go, if a president shall not have been chosen before the time fixed for the beginning of his term, or if the president-elect shall have qual- failed to qualify, then the vice president-elect shall act as president until president shall have qualified, and the Congress may by law provide by the, for the case wherein neither a president-elect nor a vice president-elect shall have qualified declaring who shall then act as president. So it says that the Congress shall enact a law if there's no president, and the law can determine who, who's going to be the president until one is elected in an election, and this would likely be the Speaker of the House. Right. So while there's a lot of speculation that could go into what would happen if we had to postpone an election, this is gray area. This is uh, unprecedented, uh, unprecedented territory that we haven't been in ever really in American history. Um, where we would have to, uh, there's so much planning that goes into an election that postponing it uh, is historic. It's something that we, we will want to avoid at all costs as a country, but if it has to happen uh, for the greater good of our health, it could be crazy and really interesting what would happen. Uh, it could definitely uh, have a huge impact on the election itself, on the outcome of it, if we have to uh, change it, change the date of it. Uh, and then also... Um, but, it, but it's... But it's not unprecedented times, Ethan, because you look at, I mean, it is unprecedented times. It's not unprecedented to, ex, to extend a president's term, or it's not unprecedented when a war or an international crisis has affected the election. Because you look at um, the election of Franklin Delano Roosevelt, he had a 13-year term from March 4th, 1933 to April 12th, 1945. That's 13 years. And the reason it was so long is because of, the, uh, of World War II and the Congress was able to get by the Constitution. So there are things Congress can enact to extend the term of Trump or to, to put somebody, another president in place until the election. Right. So desperate times call for desperate measures, but it's not like uh, this sort of situation uh, is something that we have a lot of experience with. Uh, even if we have some experience, it's definitely something that's going to take a lot of planning and a lot of thought into. Um, and then we, uh, it's also interesting how the coronavirus affected uh, is going to affect uh, the Democratic side of the election. So how will it affect the um, how will it affect the 
the Democrats, the, the Democrat, uh, the DNC, what there's thoughts about that being postponed maybe. And, uh, how is, uh, how will Biden, um, as the most likely, uh, front r- front runner of the, of the democratic, uh, uh, primary race how uh, how will that affect his um campaign well yeah it's it's interesting because it's changed the whole dynamic of campaigning so a big part of campaigning is rallies a big part of campaigning is getting your supporters to what they call block walk where they knock on doors and say you should support this person because this this and this a big part of campaigning is campaign meetings with with the, the head of the head of the campaign and and the the supporters and all the volunteers this is all eliminated in the time of coronavirus right so what what it's going to shift to is it's going to shift to tv ads social media ads and an online um Mm -hmm. persuasion to to vote for this candidate and the problem with this is this favors the candidate with the most money who can pay for the most ads yeah so bloomberg would do really well uh during this um uh, with this can type of campaign, you know, we all saw during the primaries that he was still uh, running um, that he had massive amounts of campaign, but he wasn't even on the debate stage yet. And, you know, I was kind of just, I just thought about that. Well, it would be interesting um, to see if a debate would happen um, via zoom or a virtual uh, debate where the candidates aren't together. They're um, they're by themselves. We saw a debate, the uh, democratic debate about like a month ago, or Bernie and Biden were there, um, uh, but no one else was in the, was in the audience. Uh, but now it could be that uh, with the with the amount of quarantine and social distancing, that they might have to just go to the, in their own homes and broadcast themselves doing uh, the debates. Yeah. yeah, because the the two parties and the, the the nations as a whole is going to have to figure way figure out a way for the two candidates for presidency to project themselves to the country and try to convince voters to vote for them. Right. Um, and that's, that's more challenging when you don't have TV. I mean, excuse me, when you don't have TV where everybody can be together in a, in the debate. So to end this off, it was like one final thought election, the election, the United States election is hugely widely important. It has a huge impact on the world, if not, not just America, but more importantly is the safety and health of America's citizens uh, and the candidates uh, and everyone's health in America. Uh, and so if, t- uh, if measures are needed to be taken uh, in a few months that to help to change the way of the election, uh, to help uh, our public's health and safety, then those measures should be taken. These measures undoubtedly should be taken. And we support everybody's social distancing. Thank you. Please stay away from people. Please keep safe. Please be careful when you go to the supermarket, when you get takeout food. And uh, heed to the government warnings, heed to the CDC. It is very important that we trust our government because once we lose trust, it is a big problem and it makes the, the situation much worse. So thank you and... This was The Young Perspective.